Hey guys, hope you liked the episode. Uh, we just wanted to let you know that we appreciate your support and you can support us even more by liking our Facebook page, following us on Instagram, uh, sharing us to all of your friends and making sure they know that they could find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. We would appreciate if y'all rate us and review us on those platforms. And if you want to be a guest on our show or if you want a specific topic to be talked about on our show, feel free to email us on theafterchurchpodcast at gmail.com. Brothers and sisters, we like to welcome you to Because now I know it starts right here. <laughs> <laughs> no, all right. You're, like, Look for you're getting creative, Josh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You ha- your burp has a uh, signal. Nice. It's, it's like got a, a specific register. All right. Mm, well, pickle, we're pickle, back. Pickle. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're officially starting now. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's up? What's yeah, up? we're back after like. Long like two hiatus. Months. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's been missing us. Mm-hmm. It's been about a year since we started, and we thought we should mark that that year by bringing back the very f- the one that started it all. Mm. Zachary, or what I like to call Snackery. Lucas. Snackery. Snackery. <laughs> Snackery, Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, man. So There's a lot of places I could go with that. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> since we last talked last year, what's all happened? Oh man. Last year, what 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 has happened in the year? Oh, work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I don't know. Uh, in the last year, I I think last time I spoke to you guys, I was still working at the same company. Um, I was, you know, working in maintenance, things like that. And around October, November, um, I took the position of a supervisor. So that kind of happened professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, just trying to enjoy being married and learning all that that has to to offer and yeah. all the learning curves that come with that. and. Mm-hmm. Your, your anniversary happened like what February February 23rd yeah. oh wow yep so we're already past a year the first year flew by it yeah, was it crazy mm. but uh yeah it, it's like the first year is insane like I, I feel like I'm still like in the first year of our marriage and then I yeah. look back and it's like oh it's already been like 
a year and a half almost. Like, that's crazy. It's mm-hmm. surreal, man. I, I remember that when we got through the first year, I felt like it was, like, only a couple weeks past. Yeah. Because we were still yeah. trying to learn everything. I'm like, the, yeah. you know, being responsible. Like, by no means do you, like, all of a sudden know the answers after you get married. Like, yeah, like nothing magically no, happens. No, yeah. no, like, I, I don't know what I was thinking, that, like, after you get married, like, somehow you're going to know what you need to do. That's, <laughs> yeah. like, the most delusional I've ever been in my yeah. life. Yeah, I know, because that just doesn't, it doesn't work that way. It's like yeah. tablets. You just climb a mountain and get tablets. And yeah. Yeah, exactly. Bestowed this information. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and I'm still struggling. Like, where do I pay my rent again? <laughs> <laughs> Where's yeah. the post office? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do you write a check? Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, nobody does that anymore. Yeah, who, do you write checks? No, oh. I've never like. Had I don't think to, I've ever written. A check. I've never. I've cashed plenty of checks. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. That's the only time I, I ever interacted. Take a picture of it. Yeah, take phone. a picture and deposit it. Yeah. Oh man, you know my wife uh, introduced me to that, and it was so funny because I had been doing it the old school way. I'd go to the bank, you know, put it in the little slip or whatever, <laughs> fill out the form. She's like, you know, you could just literally do it off your phone. Uh-huh. I've been doing that for so long. I was yeah. like, you're oh. behind, bro. <laughs> yeah. And for such like a tech guy, how could you not know about that? Like. You know about things like years before they come out, and yet you don't know about th- you didn't know about that. That's crazy. It's just yeah. kind of innocuous to me. I was yeah. like, I'm gonna push that off to the side, and <laughs> here I am driving to the bank. At work, he's in IT, and then when he gets home, he's like chiseling on stones. <laughs> and yeah, just a like, little primitive. Hey, <laughs> when you work with people in tech, like you kind of want to go back to the stone ages when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah. Yeah, because nobody had like technical issues with stones or uh, parchment yeah it's like you you write a letter to the parchment guy and and then the parchment guy writes a letter back to you it's like well have you like tried restarting it? tried <laughs> getting a new parchment that would be a good skit yeah <laughs> Te- uh, parchment technical support for the parchment par- parchment the, like parchment. stone age technical support yeah. or i don't know that'd be nice that's funny. That's know, that's a good uh, that's a good one to, to chew on. See <laughs> the parchment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, chew on parchment. Chew, yeah. chew on the quill. Yeah. Yeah. Chew on the quill. That's one of the steps. Yeah. Do you try that first? I um. I guess. I guess. You gotta yeah. you gotta get that quill ready. <laughs> you gotta you gotta get you gotta get it uh. All uh. Ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. know where to go from there. Super right, awkward. I just yeah, pulled up dude. an image of an, uh, a bald eagle and its chicks. Mm. So sorry. So I now we're all you. looking at that and uh, thinking about life. Yeah. That, that eagle is looking down. Like, where'd y'all come from? <laughs> Am I supposed to take care of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Figure it out and just kicks them off the nest. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Is that how you feel, bro? <laughs> Go ahead. Tell, man, it's only been like five minutes into the podcast, but we're getting deep already, man. I thought this was a therapy session. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I needed to vent for a oh, second. Man. Yeah, go ahead and tell us how you feel, man. Uh, just start crying for 30 <laughs> minutes. You're like, but don't interrupt. <laughs> just keep crying. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, this year's been a ride. Yeah. Gotten older, dude. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. How yeah. time works. Feel old, <laughs> you know, dude. Just matter of fact, you yeah, know. Yeah, man. D- Thank you. Literally, like a few weeks ago, I um, I fell in the shower, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, details. This please. was the most 
old person thing I've ever done in my life. You're <laughs> contemplating getting those like, rubber mats? No, no, well, yeah, the chairs. Like, like the chairs. Chair. Oh, the yes. chairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just like, dude, I am 25 and I'm already falling. <laughs> I, like, I already need freaking life alert. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad. I'm just glad I had strong hips. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, okay. that's what saved you from serious yeah. injury. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't break a hip. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. I was how, just like, how do you fall in the shower? Well, you just uh, not pay attention, I guess. Like my foot. Wait, how many variables are <laughs> happening in your shower that you're not expecting? No, you know everything I mean? was <laughs> expecting. Everything was expected. Like, what's that? Whoa. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> after. Uh, it was after I helped uh, Justin Balot move. Okay. And so, like, I was already kind of weak, I guess. But you were sore. Yeah, something like that. And, <laughs> weak, uh, sore, same thing. But like yeah. my tub, I mean, it's not that big, and so I guess my foot hit like the inclined part of the tub, and it just, you know, I, I wiped out pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and then you know you can uh, imagine the sound of someone wiping out in the tub. It's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and so uh, I landed on my like knee or something. So that was good. I didn't hit my head. Took a knee in the tub. <laughs> yeah. Tim it in the yeah. Tub. yeah. Thank yeah. You, and then uh, and the next thing you know, the next thing you know, you know, my dad was like, "You okay? You okay in there?" Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, come, come help me up. Yeah, I tried a backflip and it didn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to understand. Is like, you know, like what just, what's the, like the the thing that you weren't expecting? Yeah, yeah that was I was I did not expect that, but Cuz it, it's not I, like it's a different shower, right? It's the same shower you always It's the same one shower. I've always used. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just It's tricky sometimes It's like an eerie <laughs> They'll get you man <laughs> It's like an eerie foreshadowing Like yeah. I feel like that's how I'm gonna die Or something <laughs> Like final destination yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just pull the lever And you're like ah. Yeah Yeah <laughs> Or you know my My worst fear is the heat Like it, There's supposed to be like A level off Where like the heat Can only go so far Yeah But then like something breaks And it just gets like <laughs> Scolding hot <laughs> You imagine yeah. that like there's a <laughs> pocket, like there's a pocket of really, really hot water yeah. in your hot water heater, and yeah. it's just like waiting. It was waiting for you the whole yeah. time. Yeah, to get comfortable, yeah. and it's like ah, no, yeah. I'll get you now. Just scold you, and just, yeah. then you slip and fall. Down. I'm I'm more concerned about the really cold water. Like all of a sudden, it gets cold really fast. Oh, that's more shocking to yeah. me. You just fall mm-hmm. into the curtain, and you're yeah, just like <laughs> <laughs> wow. tangled up in it. You're like ah. wow, that's that's more dramatic than I expected. But yeah, no, that's that's pretty yeah. much how I feel. Have you ever tried that, by the way? Like what, falling into the shower? No. <laughs> uh. Cold showers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're useful. <laughs> They're useful. <laughs> They're practical. They're practical, you know? you know? They work. Yeah. I read this article. <laughs> no, they, they do. Like, they it depends on the day. Like, days like today, like, where it's just ridiculously yeah. humid and hot and stuff, yeah. and you just want to cool off. Yeah, it's, it's definitely oh, yeah. where it's at. Mm-hmm. So does anybody else have, like, the most old person thing you've done? Mm. Hmm. The most old person thing I've I'm done. I'm getting that a lot already. Oh, There's yeah. probably too much to count or like even recall. That's probably one of the examples is I, I can't recall things now. <laughs> <laughs> Just like nervous. Wait, what are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Alzheimer's. Early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah. I, no, I, man, I, I can't really think of anything that I do that's old. That's like a... I don't know. I, you know, I was just explaining to my friend at work, actually. He's a little bit younger than me. And I was telling him how we recently went on vacation. And I was like, you know what? 
the thing I loved about it most was just being able to sit and do nothing. And he's like, dude, you sounded so old just telling <laughs> me that right now. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that, that does sound old. Well, to me, old is like now I, I want naps. Oh, like, even though yes. I don't, I don't like naps because then I can't sleep at night. And that alone sounds old, right? <laughs> but, like, yeah. like not being able to sleep at night, that sounds like an old person. I need to be able to wake up at four in the morning. Yeah, I Where's can't my Geritol? <laughs> yeah, like, you can't do something because you have to sleep, right? Yeah. Like, that. that's, to me, that's old. Because that's not something I probably would have ever thought about, yeah. like, as a, like, as a teenager or something, you know? Yeah, you kind of just sleep wherever and whenever you want. When, yeah. Just like in the middle of a I drive, remember being like, over at your brother's house and like some for some reason we just end up spending the night like no plans to spend the night like yeah. I had to work the next morning but I'm like you know what I'm just gonna sleep here you know yeah and like crash out on the couch and be like extremely uncomfortable and yeah. like sweating because it's hot and it was just yeah. like oh my gosh I'm like, like uh, I'm so miserable do you ever do you ever like go home and just like lay down in your bed sideways like in your clothes and just like take a nap no? Okay. <laughs> that just sounded so luxurious. I don't get those opportunities yeah. anymore. <laughs> just like go into my room. No, if I lay on the bed with my clothes on, my wife is like, automatically telling me to get yeah. off the bed. Yeah, my mom my was like, hey, Josh, how should it? Not now, mom. Yeah. It is I not got important things to yeah. tend to. Time. Do not interfere. Yeah. Yeah, and so I just lay like freaking sideways. I feel like I'm yelling. You're not. <laughs> it's the headphones. Yeah, yeah not, I man. feel like I'm talking really loud. Like, whoa. <laughs> no, okay. you're not. All right. You know, I used uh, what I miss when I was younger, I, like naps were like how I solved everything. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> Man, yeah. my shoelaces are untied. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> like an insomniac or, or no, that's not what it is. That's narcolepsy. Narco- no, nar- 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 yeah, narcolepsy. <laughs> insomniac. Like, that's the opposite. Yeah. You <laughs> Literally the polar opposite. Yeah. No, but you know what I mean? Like you would have like a big test or something or you had to like, mm. you had some big responsibility <laughs> the next day and you're yeah. like, you know what? A nap would really get my mind straight for this. Yeah. No, my attitude. You sleep through the test. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) My attitude was like, oh man, I have an essay due next week. You know what? That's something that tomorrow me, I feel like, can be capable of doing. Now me, I don't think can handle it right now. Tomorrow me hates yesterday me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. A lot of third person in that. Yeah. I got a little lost. Yeah, man. I need to make a diagram to like (laughs) play one more time. Yeah. (laughs) It's like. The next Christopher Nolan movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday me. Yesterday hates. me. Hey. Today me. Today me. I got time traveling. That that, who that could I be am, the next one. Who I've been. Oh. What? Oh. That's a song from the Reliant K. I'm oh. Like, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> you should have took credit. No, I know this is going on the on the internet. Not so. my wife knew. She made she made a face. So yeah. I couldn't get away with it. <laughs> She's gonna call you out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was I was just afraid of her calling me out. Yeah. I'm in front of everybody, so I just decided to do it myself. Mm. Good call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyways. Anywho. So, so this is fun. <laughs> no, <I'm> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. So thanks for having me on, guys, again. I I, I really look forward to, to coming mm-hmm. out here and talk. I enjoy listening to y'all's podcasts and stuff and all the different people y'all have on there. And mm-hmm. I find it interesting, you know, how it, a lot of times y'all are interviewing somebody that I already know, but, like, I learned mm-hmm. something new about them just listening to the – to the podcast and that's cool that you guys can kind of you know dig into a different part of their mind and kind of get their thoughts on something like that mm-hmm. so I yeah. think it's pretty cool I've been really enjoying that man and that's what's really interesting mm-hmm. is you talk to people I mean unless you really sit down with some people you like really don't really 
know them as as well as you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so a little PSA out to people out there. You know, yeah. spend some time, sit down with your friends, talk to them, get to know them. Yeah, it, well, it really <laughs> is amazing. Like, well, you, conversation has this like unique ability to be able to you understand yourself better too. Yeah. You yeah. know, as you talk about it, and this is something that I've heard on a lot of people and you know people that I listen to and and or people that I look up to they talk about like the power of conversation and how it helps you rationalize what you already think and what you already believe mm-hmm. you know and sometimes when you start talking about it you realize either you have holes in what you under what you really truly understand about it because you can't articulate what you like if you don't understand something completely you can't articulate it right you know what I'm saying and then then that makes you question okay well you know how much do I know about this and I'm standing over here saying I believe so strongly in something yet I can't articulate how I feel about it you know mm, right and so that's something that's really cool about yeah. that's so unique about podcasts now my wife is judging me <laughs> what's new right but um, <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll like get there in a little bit <laughs> that's a different part of the conversation yeah. <laughs> no but yeah like that's the that's the probably the most unique thing about even just in our generation, kind of like this growth in uh, interest in long form conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like who would have ever thought? Like, let's take for instance us, like when we we're back playing like PlayStation One and Nintendo, right? right? Mm-hmm. Who would have thought that we would be sitting down, listening to someone else have a conversation about something that we have never heard of before? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, <clears throat> and we're like glued to the screen because we're interested to hear about something that we've never heard before yeah um or find out a different aspect of something that we had already thought about or or talked about you know um and for two or three hours or an hour conversation two hour conversation you know and you know like the dan carlin things are like five hours and it's like oh yeah man i would have never thought i'd sit down and listen to a five hour one person talking for five hours about history (laughs) yeah like like i would have like blown my brains out if that happened in school right yeah and somebody was talking about history but now all of a sudden it's something that i'm interested in it's it's an interesting dynamic but i think it's cool because it it shows you that you know you don't have to be a professional with everything but if you start talking about it and you and you kind of bounce your ideas off of other people you realize how far you can go in in understanding something that's a central topic or something Mm -hmm. that's uh, like a current event that's going on or something like that you know yeah it's pretty interesting and you mm-hmm. get to form your own you get to genuinely form your own opinions on that stuff you don't have to hear somebody and be like okay well they're smarter than me and i'm just going to go with that you know what i mean yeah. you get the opportunity to truly articulate what you feel and what you like and and what you understand t- toward it and you know and have mm-hmm. your own feelings toward it yeah that's I why really i think cool. it's it's so interesting that we're kind of like what some people would consider that we're reverting back to like an old medium like radio because that's essentially what podcasting is right right? just in a digital format and um a lot of people are talking about how that the reason why we're reverting back is because uh, so much of us have been um, constructed into this like consumer mindset where all we're doing is just consuming small uh, form entertainment so like they told us our attention span is only like you know 10 to 15 minutes long and so people have been curating content to be like okay they only have two minutes to listen so i'm going to make this two minute video and then it becomes a one minute video and now we entertain ourselves with like 10 second Mm -hmm. vines or now it's tiktoks Mm -hmm. right right yeah uh or small little ads and 
you get to a, a point where you consume so much of that and you really have no identity anymore. You're accepting whatever they told you you are. Right. So I think people are looking for outlets to say, like, oh, I want to, like, actually generate a real opinion about what's happening around me right now. Right. So, you know, long-form conversation mm-hmm. really draws it out of people. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's becoming huge. People are buying tickets to go into auditoriums in which people are talking for, like, two hours. Yeah. Like, you're, we're seeing that now. And I'm so down to do that, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm so down to buy tickets to go listen I to would. Yeah. I <laughs> like, would do that, too. You yeah. know, that's, like, that's <coughs> bizarre to me to think about, yeah. you know, because anytime you buy a ticket to something, you're thinking, like, mindset of, like, entertainment. Yeah, it's going to be all loud and, and blaring. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, you're going to be entertained. Yet, there's it's such a huge drawing toward people that to be genuinely entertained mm-hmm. to go and listen to two people talk for hours yeah. on a subject that they yeah. probably don't know a whole lot about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. vice versa. But yeah, yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah. Cool. And I think the church can benefit from that because that's what, I mean, that's what a church service is. We show up, someone speaks for, mm. Mm, well, true. in our case, two hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, I hope Bishop doesn't hear this. Yeah, right. <laughs> he doesn't back care. Some, I yeah. guarantee you, he doesn't care. No, I, yeah. I think he, I think he fully knows. Yeah. I think he's fully yeah. aware. He yeah. jokes about he, it. All he's the em, time. he's embraced. He's embraced yeah. it, and we're all yeah. willing to stay and listen. So, yeah. yeah. But see the way I rationalize that, because like I know people get upset about it, but it's like, you know, mm-hmm. there was this all complaint about this recent movie that came out that everyone's like, that's three hours long. I'm not going to sit through that. And then people did. And apparently they did because it grossed, uh, what, like $3.7 billion worldwide. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I was like, I can, like, force my brain to have a little bit longer of an attention span for something that's, like, really mm-hmm. important. So Yeah, and yeah. plus I would rather sit and, like, listen to someone hash out the details and help me understand it more instead of just, like, 30 minutes of just, you know, something viral to, you know, put on you know whatever youtube and whatnot yeah it's just a bunch of cliches and yeah yeah i mean the the thing i think that's interest that interests most people like if if you look on youtube right and and something that and i i do a lot you know if i if i'm curious about like some of the people that i listen to if i'm curious about what they think on the topic or something like that right i can you know google it or or whatever and um what you'll find most of the time is the section after like a lecture of the Q and A and like, and they, they just edit out, (laughs) they edit out the lecture and then they'll just have just the Q and A section. And like that will get more views than Mm -hmm. the actual lecture because it's confrontations, right? It's confrontation, but it also, it, it, it brings, it brings such a, uh, it, it allows the speaker to like be, extremely concise on a specific point that might be a question that they already had or there might it's a possibility that somebody's asking a question that they had themselves um and or been encountered with that question and they didn't truly understand how you know they knew that they didn't agree with maybe that other viewpoint but they didn't know how to Mm -hmm. rationalize it in a conversation uh, or bring it up you know the, the proper way without being um rude or without being uh you know like you said confrontational but aggressively you know um because sometimes if you don't know how to rationalize it but you feel so strongly toward it it comes across aggressive and Mm -hmm. then you don't get anywhere in a conversation so i think it's really interesting how like 
you can look up, you know, any speaker and there's always like that section of Q and a afterwards. That's like, yeah, you get so many views, just that, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's, that's very telling of like what people find interesting and are, I don't know if they're like amused by it in that way, but, or if they're genuinely interested because for me, it's like, I find it interesting what kind of questions other people might have that might yeah. disagree with it. And it's like, Hey, you know, I never thought about it that way. You know what yeah. I mean? And a lot of times they're very rational. A lot of times they're very rational questions and, and points. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know what? I have never thought about it that way. And it makes me kind of self-evaluate what I'm, what I believe and what I think and stuff, you know, and depending on the topic, you know, of course mm -hmm. it, it varies entirely on the topic, but you know, it can, yeah, I think it's just so interesting how that happens and how, you know, and I, I guess it's mainly just our, our generation. I don't really know that there's a whole lot of people like even younger than us that are into that stuff as of right now, you know, do y'all? Yeah. I was about to say, um, earlier when we were talking about like, uh, examples of beginning older, I was like, us talking about us wanting to buy tickets for lectures, I think that's a sign. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. we might be getting older. But I don't know. Because, um, like, I mean, like you in Flashpoint, right? Take for uh -huh. instance, like in Flashpoint, that age, like junior high age, I don't think that's something that they're, you know, like into. But what I do know is a huge market is like for like video games, watching other people play video games. Mm -hmm. That's like that's something that literally like blows my mind. Yes, because that's yeah. not ever. Mm -hmm. been my and even now like sure it's cool to watch somebody that's really good at a game like to watch their clips cool great but mm -hmm. like by no means will that mean that i don't want to buy that game and play it myself yeah but like there's a very massive population that will never buy mm -hmm. those games but they would rather just subscribe to somebody else playing the game and watch them play it yeah and they don't have to be good just entertaining yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and that's the that's thing bizarre to me uh i'm i'm totally that person because i i I can't afford to keep buying all these games and there's always like a new release cycle. And I think like what last week was E3. Right. And they made all these announcements. I'm like, I don't have time to mm -hmm. play all these games. So I'll like, yeah. I'll watch other people and get the highlights. Mm -hmm. But on the point of like people's attention span and like younger people, I heard this the other day. I thought was really interesting was there's this criticism of our generation and the new generation that Gen Z that um, we've lost our conversational ability because of technology right and so we get this criticism from older people like oh you're always stuck and glued to your phone mm -hmm. you don't know how to talk to people mm -hmm. and this individual he was lecturing on it and he basically was saying like no they haven't lost their conversational ability they've just moved the conversation to new mediums mm. and if some if a young person is not wanting to engage with you and they're looking at their phone it's because you're not interesting <laughs> 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 and he, he was just right truth hurts man yeah it's true and it's yep. like but it, if they want to be <clears throat> interested in something even if it's something so inane and innocuous as like to some people would look uh, at like video game commentary as like oh it's boring but to them it's that's what they're genuinely interested mm -hmm. in so that's what we're missing is like what are people yeah. interested in yeah yeah we, we talked about this the other day zach where like when we were kids and i was at his house yeah I would just watch him play Call of Duty and I would just have a we would just have a good time because mm -hmm. we would just mess around and he would he would goof off and stuff like that and it was funny. We who we would have never known that that, that was such a money maker. 
Right. Like, how do we know? We would have just yeah, we totally recorded that. that early. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, we could have been the first ones to start doing that. Can you we know? still capitalize on that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think it's a little late. Yeah. But like, it, but it, it literally kind of goes across all platforms. Like, I mean, just take for instance, how big YouTube's got in just really the most recent years realistically like we feel like it's been big like you know the majority of our life and that's somewhat true but i mean over the last couple years Mm -hmm. like relatively man it's gotten massive and even like things like my my nephew liam he watches other kids play with toys yes Mm -hmm. i'm mind blown by Mm -hmm. that like a kid would rather watch another kid that watches or, or opens a brand new toy that just came out and like watches mm-hmm. like an unboxing of a toy yes and then watches mm-hmm. them play with it and i'm just like what are you doing like you got, but at the same time like it's crazy because as much as i feel like he's glued to the screen and like when i talk to him he's saying he seems very like articulate and like his vocabulary has grown just because he's watching older kids play with stuff and they're talking and they're interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, he's interacting with me just like that 10-year-old was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like bizarre, but and it, and it feels like counterintuitive. It feels like, man, mm-hmm. you're, you're like sucking your brain out on that screen. Mm-hmm. But in reality, he'll turn around and have the vocabulary of a 10-year-old and be able to say everything that that kid said. Mm-hmm. And I really have a decent understanding of what he's saying. It's mm-hmm. it's pretty bizarre. You know? I mean, we had like what magazines, or right. like we would read books, and kids are playing in the books, you right. know, or magazines, pictures of kids playing with the toys, and we could show mom, hey, I want this, you know. Right. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Just, well, see, that's the thing is like, um, I think we underestimate how uh, smart kids really are, and how much they have the capacity to absorb information, because mm-hmm. I think we there's been this mentality to curate stuff to be really educational for their level. Right. Right. So all entertainment is like really simple. It's geared toward them. And, and then they can engage and consume mm-hmm. stuff. Like I see kids like all the time that you would think they had no interest in like, you know, mm-hmm. they were watching like shows on woodworking or something. And then like <laughs> they can tell you exactly what like a jib is and like, yeah. you know, uh, this type of circular table saw and all the dimensions. It's like, why are you interested in that? Right. You know, but it's they have this huge capacity that's being untapped most of the time. And I think the advent of technology has allowed them to be exposed to so much more. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you think that will affect like the workplace whenever these kids grow up and like get into like, you know, the professional realm? Yeah. How do you think that will affect? You know what I mean? Like because that's got to have some effect just because like even the level of entertainment that we had. And and mm-hmm. in our social uh, structures and things like that plays a role in in us professionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I wonder how this is gonna play into the professional realm. Like, you know, once you know we're older, but then they come in and have this new breath, and they come in, and I'm just I'm kind of interested to see how they, I guess, turn out in a way. Yeah. <laughs> You know? That's a very yeah. old person thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's wait and see how this generation turns out. Yeah. yeah. You just wait and see. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to do some great stuff, I know. <laughs> well, the future is today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw this meme, and I'm going to, like, you might not see immediately how I'm, I'm connecting the dots, but I'm going to draw a parallel. Um, th- this meme was talking about how um, 
uh, like back in our day before the internet was really big we watch a movie and we had to like make that joke last for like five years so we watched like <laughs> uh the example was billy madison he's like man i had to use that for like f- the same joke the for same five line. years yeah and then now like every kid they're like rotating memes like every day mm-hmm. right. like oh that meme's old that's dead you know like oh wow i just saw it <laughs> yeah you know so the medium's changed and like the whole concept behind making memes seems like really um like mm-hmm. medial it doesn't seem like very intelligent but they've gotten so meta now like uh, memes are referencing memes of other memes right. and so unless you've like traced it all these kids are like they're super to be able to piece it all together i think that takes a level of intelligence that we right. don't give them credit for right you know so i'm looking at that meme i'm like I barely understand that, so I think I'm still young. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. I, I don't think I, I don't, I don't think I can appreciate the, um, the significance of memes. Like, to me, it's still just like a funny picture. Like, a, but I feel like to like the kids, like in our Sunday school class, for example, it's it's so much more than just that. Yeah. And and I haven't figured what that is yet. The, the, this is so funny. We were playing a game the other day at Flashpoint. And the game was uh, charades, and so they. I might have had to explain what charades is. Um, <laughs> so we're playing charades, we and one of the us. kids, <laughs> yeah, what is charades? Yeah. Um, and his word was Obama. I, I forget. I think Wyatt was giving out the names. Of course. And uh, of course. so he was trying to figure out how to to uh, uh, act out Obama. So he was like doing this motion, like he was dipping a cookie. In well, a glass to be clear. <laughs> yeah, no, well, he couldn't say anything. He was just motioning, oh, yeah. right? Like, that's really hard. How are you going to do that? Yeah, how are you going to And everyone was, like, saying, Oreos, cook, uh, you know, Chips Ahoy. And nobody got it. And then he was like, oh, guys, it's Obama. We're like, what? And he's like, yeah, there's a meme of Obama where the guy's dipping his cookie in the milk, and it doesn't go in all the way. And he said, uh, and the, the, the subtext was, thanks, Obama. <laughs> and we were supposed to get it from that. <laughs> Have oh, you gosh. seen that meme? <laughs> no. No. Well, I've heard of Thanks Obama. Yeah, like, oh, Thanks Obama. Well, it was a picture of a guy trying to uh, dip his c- cookie in the glass of milk, but the cookie was too big where it wouldn't reach the milk. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that's just cheap humor. I'm like, oh, here's something that somebody has experienced. Everybody has experienced one time and another. Yeah. You know. But there's a vine that makes fun of that. Where it says, oh, I do that. Have you seen that meme? Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> You're so way younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Apparently. I'm not well-versed I'm in memes. I'm older than y'all. Yeah. So. You're more yeah. well-versed <laughs> in, the, in the memes. I have to be because I, I talk to them all the time. They're like, they talk yeah. in memes like a language. Oh. Your memeage is good. <laughs> My memory. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey. Sick. Uh, memology. Wow. You I guarantee you that's going to be, that's gonna be a, a study. Study of memeology. memeology. Yeah. I, I, oh I feel God. like that's going to be a field. You know, it, the word meme was coined by Richard Dawkins. Right. Yeah. Like to uh, like express like, something like about. Like a gene, but for uh, society. Yeah. And then we just like desecrated the word. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what he thinks about it. Like, yeah. no, I, don't, I don't care too much about his opinions or anything, but <laughs> <laughs> he's just this like, you know, well-educated person. And then he's like. Oh wow, that's what they did with my work. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really, that's what you got out of yeah. that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, man. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's crazy to to feel old at twenty five. 
<laughs> you yeah. know, like it, it's a crazy. I mean, I know that might sound silly, especially somebody that's listening that's you know older than us, and they were like these kids. They don't, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. But it's like I remember being the kid. And then now I'm looking at kids and I'm like, man, these kids, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, like, just get off my lawn. Phrase, yeah, yeah, just saying it. Just like, like oh, these, these kids. kids these days. Yeah. And I genuinely feel that way. Like, I'm not yeah. just saying it to be ironic. Like, I'm like, dude, oh, kids man. these days are yeah. crazy. Like, it's like, uh, like it's, no, I can't. That just came out of my mouth. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, my cousin, Justin Medlin, literally moved away because he couldn't take the kids going to school. And like he was oh, right uh, by the school. In his lawn, yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't take the kids walking Get on his lawn. lawn. I'm like, dude, yeah. like, that's literally such a senile reason to move. But <laughs> uh, it's like after you say "Get off my lawn," and just a a pill of Geritol appears in your mm-hmm. hand. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, what could possibly come next? You know? Yeah, exactly. That's the natural <laughs> order of things. Uh, I think it just it just sneaks up on you, man. Getting older, it's what, just what like, or oh yeah, Geritol does. It's just like, whoa, <laughs> where'd, uh, where'd I get a handful of this all of a sudden? <laughs> like, uh, I'm not gonna say no though. Yeah. It's good for memory. <laughs> or, um, dude, another one. Like, I'm getting uh, endoscopy, like next month. What is endoscopy? Like, like a, a tube down my throat yeah, to figure out why oh, I yeah. can't like hold, like why I can't swallow correctly. <laughs> 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 and like I, I didn't notice it, and this is why it's good to have friends who like tease you and insult you because <laughs> you wouldn't know if you had a problem yeah. if they didn't, you know, make fun of you. Yeah. <laughs> like so, that third arm on your back is so goofy looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so like I would eat, and I'm like, I'm like having to like catch my breath and stuff like that, and then and then like my friends would mock me doing that, and I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? I'm like, I'm doing what you're doing. I'm like, I do that, yeah. Yeah. Oh crap! I have a problem. Yeah, and um, and now Better I'm trying to get Doctor Mill. I'm trying to figure out what the problem is. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, Zach. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, I didn't know if you were gonna call me out or not, but yeah, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you, dude? Yeah. It's gross. No, I don't know. It's just it's it's yeah. it is crazy to to think, man. I mean, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, and and then to think about like having kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's also something that's like, I I thought I thought like before I got, I'm, okay let me preface this before I got married, I genuinely thought like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be like so stoked to be able to have kids and to get to that part of my life. Yeah, and then I got married and realized how little I know about everything, mm-hmm. and I was like I'm not ready to add anything extra to my life <laughs> right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's no way. You know. It's a like, lot of responsibility, man. Well, you realize you realize how little you think about little things, you know, because like for me, like I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty like, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of like passive with a lot of things. Uh-huh. And I don't I don't look at little details like throughout my life of every everything. Right. And just living with a girl like I didn't grow up with sisters or anything. So like just living with my wife made me have to start looking at little things and I'm like man this whole time like I'm I'm like living in my own little world and I'm like not picking up on so many things right yeah and then it's like yeah I'm not ready to have kids because like I would have to like teach them you know how yeah. to like <laughs> be
be better than me. And I, I like, I know very little about myself right now. Yeah, I teach them how to like be an adult, and you don't know how to be an adult. Yeah, so. you just got to be one lesson ahead of them in life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just stay yeah, so. one like step ahead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just learned this last week, guys. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, I feel like my kids are gonna be like, "Hey, Dad, can you show me how to like change a tire?" Like, sure, son. Just, just one second. Let me go to the bathroom. And I'm like, YouTubing, YouTubing how to change it. a tire. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> more, what it's going to be more like, like for me, I'm like, let's call your grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's like, that was all our millennials uh, solution to everything was to call dad. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to get to. So whenever I do have kids, I'm yeah. the dad that they can call. Yeah. Cause that's literally, I just realized that the other day, this is literally the only number I have committed to memory is my dad's phone. <laughs> ah. Yeah. There's no other number I can remember. I can't even remember my own. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You don't know your own phone number? I probably could recite it. I'd never have to give it out. So, like, how can you fill out, like, forms? It's always, like, saved on my browser, bro. Like, paper forms. Paper? <laughs> 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 All right, talking about old, okay? Yeah, right. Paper, use paper you dinosaur. <laughs> oh, dude, it, in my job... The, like one one of the guys have me print everything out, and then they would give it back to me like all edited, like I was in English class. And I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Let me send you a OneDrive link, and you can yeah, edit it on your computer. Job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I I sit and like half of it is just like churning out papers, right? Just mm-hmm. like typing all day. But the other half of it is like, hey, can you watch this video and see if we could find something to get the you know, the other side on or something like that. Um, like, for example, um, like, a, like a dog bite. Someone got bit by a dog and we're trying to, we're, we're trying to, you know, prove liability on the part of the dog owner. And so we're like looking up, I'm researching the breed of dog. Uh, the dog had a history of Lyme disease, according to the dog owner. So I'm like looking up how Lyme disease affects the dog. I'm just like, the research aspect is actually quite enjoyable for me, uh, hmm. but the actual typing, a bunch of letters and stuff like that, not necessarily. Um, Sounds exhilarating. Mm. Yeah, and then you actually have to be grammatical, you know, Let's which, which grammatical. I'm sure millennials, uh, millennials and Gen Z will have a problem with because we're so used to who texting. Who Ponex looking for me? Very good. Who Ponex? Work it for me. Sound it out. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Man. I knew you would bust out Brian Regan. Yeah, I had to. Oh, He's a yeah. solid go-to. Brian Regan, man. I was actually listening to... Um, He's like one of the most underrated comedians ever. I know, right? Mm-hmm. He had, he actually had a special come out. Or not a special. Uh, um, He's got a like series a show, now. A yeah. series. I wasn't down with it. No, it was yeah, kind of tacky. kind of dumb. Yeah. Like, he just basically tried to, like... L- play out his famous bits and uh, it's like it's funnier when he acts it out as opposed to like actually actually filming creating it. a yeah. sketch yeah, I was yeah. Like, eh. just let let dave Chappelle do the dave Chappelle show like <laughs> don't try to make your own Chappelle show yeah i, I haven't know. seen that yet yeah no sorry bummer we like <laughs> spoiled it for you it's yeah. kind of stinky i know i was gonna watch it but no yeah <laughs> brian if you're listening we're sorry. Yeah, we love sorry. you. We Please love your still stand-up. sponsor us. <laughs> that counts as an advertisement. <laughs> Please res- respond to one of our 353 emails. Yeah. <laughs> You've been sending emails? 
Oh, man. Emails. So outdated. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, do you guys have a problem of, like, going through your emails? Or, like, you don't, and then you get back to it, and it's, like, 500 emails, and you just read two, you're like, eh. Yeah, no, I I, uh, I like do the select all, delete all. <laughs> like, clearly, if it hasn't affected me up until this point, I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> you never know, man. Yeah, 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 you're right. You never know. And then all of a sudden, you need something, and, like, you need a receipt that you get yeah. through an email. You're like, what? Who who looks at those receipts? Like, I don't, yeah. you know, I throw yeah. the paper ones away. Why would I look at the, I want to open my phone, unlock my phone to look at a receipt that I know what I just bought. You're like, oh, wow. I just clearly that, whenever yeah. you need to return yeah. something. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're filling out your resume and you're trying to put the date or you're filling out whatever form and you're putting the date when you started your last job. Oh, it's yeah. like, that's impossible. Oh, they Email. like go through the <laughs> archives. About dates? <laughs> yeah. You're like I genuinely don't think about dates. Yeah. Like, like when something happens, I'm like, Oh, what day is it today? Yeah. You know what I mean, like, like if you quit a job or, or you started a job. I'm not like, what? What is today? Oh, I started on this day. Yeah. Let me remember that day. You know, like that's yeah. not something I think about. Well, I don't know. think anybody thinks about that. It's just uh, sometimes we have to have that to show some sort of time span. No, definitely. Just well, understand. Have, and I have to go back to like when I got, you know, accepted to the job or something like that. Yeah. I have to go oh, through the me. archives of like my first job. Finding out when I started that, I'm like, what? Trust me, I have the unique pleasure at my job of doing most of the interviewing at, at you know, in my work. <laughs> and it is, that's an interesting process. I, I enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. draining, but yeah, I, I enjoy it because it's like I, I've ran into some really yeah. fun. What's the fun worst and funny funniest one? Let's, let's uh, go ahead. Oh, gosh. Well, uh, one that, that kind of caught my attention the other day was there was a dude that I don't know if he was either high or tweaking. Like, like he was, he was like coming off of something. I don't know. But like his, his, (laughs) like on his paper, everything was like super nice. But I realized he didn't sign a couple of consent forms or whatever. And so I asked him, I was like, can you, can you sign this? And it was like, his handwriting was all crazy and stuff. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to hire you. man. (laughs) like, like that doesn't match at all, you know? And then, or, or sometimes it's like, two people have like the same address <laughs> and it's uh, like clearly like they're either together or they're roommates or something and then i'm asking like how do you know this person they're like oh, i don't know that person uh-huh, yeah. you're like but you have the same address <laughs> and they were just before you like and then he's like he said he knew you and he's like oh he did yes it's like an interrogation yeah it's like cross-examination <laughs> like yeah. what like it's crazy man and like yeah. some people are really it's it's funny to me like when i i ask them questions you know and and to me the objective when i'm hiring somebody is one to get to know who they are and what they think of themselves professionally mm-hmm. and then two mm-hmm. also um uh like you know like work history things like that and like and just basic you know communication skills right um so like i'll ask them questions like tell me three things about yourself and, and I don't specify, like, professionally, you know, uh, recreationally. I don't, I don't specify. I let them make that assumption. And it's very interesting to see where people's minds go. Yeah. Like, some people are like, I like oranges. Um, <laughs> 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 you're like, 
Okay. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, great likes yeah. oranges, you yeah. know? And then they're like, you know, I, I love, I love Netflix. I watch Netflix a lot. I'm like, okay, Netflix. Okay. You know? Yeah. I'm like, right. <laughs> and it's like, like, yeah. what, what do you, I don't like, I, I honestly don't care. Yeah, I don't care if yeah. you like oranges, but it's just or, to see where Netflix. their mind is. Where like, but yeah, it, wait it's a just, minute, dude. Even make it general than that. Just say, tell me about yourself, not like three things. Just no, like, I like putting three things because then they're they're thinking the number three, and then they get to three, and then they keep going, right? Though, uh-huh. the, and I'm like, I'm I'm only asking for three, and I'll tell them, I'm like, oh, that's it, that's all I needed was three, uh-huh. and they'll, because like they'll get on a train of thought, yeah, and then they're they're searching so like hard for something. They're reaching so far, like, oh, I, I'm what? Who am I? What do I do? What you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's who like, am I? Yeah, like <laughs> I like money. I like to work for the money. And yeah. Then, uh, I like paying bills, yeah. so I'm here, right? So like, <laughs> exactly. But like the thing is, is like I remember whenever I was applying at the police academy, I had to do like a a, a video interview, right? Uh-huh. And it was it was entirely, literally just me in a very very small room, with a camcorder and a laptop. Okay, it was a super sketchy feeling, right? <laughs> but I was like, I dressed up for this, right? And um, and anyway, so I, I get in there, and like a prompt comes on uh, onto the laptop, and it's like you have two minutes, you have to fill two minutes of talking about yourself, two minutes. And I'm like, okay. They're like, you have 20 seconds to gather your thoughts, and then talk about yourself for 20 yeah. two minutes. Like, tell us who you are. That is the longest two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and you're you're not supposed to be like um and I uh like uh you um uh you like you can't yeah. do that you know you have yeah. to sound professional you have to you know be you know tactful and stuff like that and like try try talking about yeah what who you are for two solid minutes 120 seconds is like an eternity where you're like mm-hmm. uh who like what do I where do I start like yeah. what do you want to know you know what I mean well, um, my parents are yeah are exactly Dale and Joyce yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Dale and Joyce and Ava Joyce Lucas yeah. Dale Ellis Lucas and yeah. uh, I, was, I was born in uh, San Antonio and uh, lived here and I've yeah. still living here you know yeah. and uh, <laughs> I think you're just doing my man. thing you know just doing yeah. my thing and they and they tell you on the prompt they're like you know try to avoid using filler words like like or um or yeah. whatever you know and so you're trying not to say um makes you say um more yeah right <laughs> you know because you're like trying to say something uh, else yeah uh, <laughs> or, no. i'll just say oh to the yeah <laughs> and it's just it's it's interesting so when i'm interviewing people i try to kind of put that same kind of pressure on them just to see where their mind goes mm-hmm. and a lot of times it's really funny like yeah. you know you just get some funny answers and then sometimes you ask them about like their work history and they have to put on their work history, like what they did or whatever. And now I asked them like, Hey, why'd you leave your last job? And they put a reason on there and it's almost never what they wrote. Mm-hmm. It's like, so then they're like, Oh, I left because there was just a lot of favoritism there. Right. And I'm like, you left cause it says you were looking for more money. And I'm like, so which one is it? Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's why like, not? you know, <laughs> and it's like, it's, it's kind of funny to me because it's, it's, it's like they weren't prepared at all. Yeah. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? And then that tells me a lot whether or not I want to hire somebody. Is like, is this just another application you threw in or did yeah. you genuinely? Or like, what do you know about Mission Solar? Yeah, that's or the like, one yeah. that gets everybody. Yeah. The address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's about all they know yeah, because they, don't, they didn't know anything else. Yeah. But then yeah. every once in a while I'll find out and they like, somebody just took 20 seconds to Google us mm-hmm. and to know what we do. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you. 
Like yeah. I'll tell them like, thank you for doing your research. I appreciate that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, that tells me a lot of like, just, they were just willing to look us up and see what we did. Like most of the time they don't know what we do. All they know is they're like, you do solar, right? And I'm like, yeah. well, yeah, that's in the name. So yeah. I appreciate that. But you know, solar is our mission. Yeah. yeah. You're in mission solar. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, you know, it, it's kind of bizarre how little effort they they'll put into it, but yet expect to get a job. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is, you hire somebody like that and they're going to have that same attitude later. They're going to put in very little effort on the job and expect, you know, a, a raise or they're going to expect to have some sort of benefits or whatever, or to even keep the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's bizarre, even like temp agencies, like we deal a lot with temps and like to me, a temp, when you start as a temp, you don't have the job, you don't have the job until you've been hired as a full covered employee. Mm-hmm. Well, they'll, you know, they'll get comfortable as a temp and they'll come in and they'll start showing up late, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one to two minutes late or whatever. And I tell them like, would you come late to an interview? Like, would you come late, you know, or would you act this way or you start getting lazy in an interview? Mm-hmm. I was like, because technically you're still in an interview in my book. Like you're, you're still interviewing for the job. You haven't got the job yet. And when I kind of put it to them like that, they're like, Oh snap, you're, you're right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, they, they'll instantly get comfortable and they'll find their little spot where they get comfortable around some people that they like. And then it's like instantly they change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so it's like, that's like the biggest struggle with like just dealing with people. And, and unfortunately most of the time it's like, there's not like an age group. It's not like, Oh, they're, they're older. They'll work out better. No, no, like it, there's there's no like age group that's ideal. It's like it just it's all individually based. You know, it, it's all depends on the individual mm-hmm. there. Yeah, because like I, I can't stand when they're like, oh, well, you know, if we had younger people, we'd move faster. Or if we had older people, we'd have less problems with attendance. And it's like that's a common conversation. But it's like none of that is true. Mm-hmm. None of that's true or based on any kind of like data. It's just perception. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what you think, maybe you've seen from your set of individuals that you've worked with, but that's about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's crazy, man. I don't even know how I got on that topic. Sorry. Well, it's good though. Well, you know, one of the things I think I find most interesting is we never really think about the workplace. The fact that like, you know, that these people exist that like do the bare minimum, mm. you know, don't care to learn anymore, or be knowledgeable at what they do. Like, these people all have to be employed or do something. Right. Right. So the workforce isn't made up of, like, 100% productive, like, right. uh, the very best of society. Right. Everyone's doing something at different varying levels. And you, uh, we, we always talk about all these character traits that we have to portray if we want to be above that. Right. And it's a small percentage of that. So how does the workforce get by on, like, the vast majority of them being the opposite of that. You know what I mean? And right. it's crazy to think because they, I mean, they exist. Yeah. And they have, they have to go somewhere. They, they're employed somewhere. Right. And that's yeah. the thing though, is like you, you like the, the thing about being an employer is like you have the ability to choose. Yeah. But at the same time, when you've gone through multiple sessions of people coming in for interviews and you've hired none of them, but you really need the help all of a sudden you're like, eh, I could look past something. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe they're not that bad. You know, maybe, maybe I'm being too harsh. 
and then you get them on your floor and you're like, oh, I should have never hired them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I it's mean, like it happens. I think it's it it's up to the the company to put systems in place to kind of mm-hmm. counter for it. But yeah, obviously you want to get the very best uh, employee you can get. So it doesn't exonerate mm-hmm. people from doing the bare minimum to get jobs because. I, I helped my manager one time with a series of interviews for some of the guys that we had hired on. And yeah, I got to see some of the same stuff. And it's really interesting that you could really tell without having to fully analyze, you know, like their whole dissertation, like just the way they presented themselves, right. the way they conversated. It was like, yeah, no, this guy's not, he's not fit. Right. You know, or the way they answer questions. Cause I remember, um, hearing somewhere that like in interviews it's not even necessarily the answers that you give it's like the way you present yourself you present yourself so you can give the complete right answer but if it sounds manufactured or rehearsed it's like okay so this guy learned how to you know get behind the or uh, circumvent the system right you know Um, so yeah I think that's an important key and i when when I transitioned from my last job to this m- most recent one, I had to learn how to interview, mm-hmm. which people don't re- realize it's a skill. It is a skill. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I just kept turning them out. I'd go through interview after interview. I declined some jobs. I got rejected from a vast majority of them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the process of doing that really improved right. my ability to talk to people. And that goes mm-hmm. back to the long conversation thing. Like that's a skill that, we have to hone in on it's not natural right right it's it has a lot to do with personality too like yeah. you know of course there's some people that can go into an interview and just kill it yeah you know they're just like they're you know that type a personality that can you know you throw them a question and they're ready for an answer super fast you know or, or whatever you know what i mean they're they're maybe more prepared or maybe um they they feel less stress in a in a in an environment like that or whatever and and it's like it's also easy as the the person doing the interview to maybe connect with someone that has the same kind of personality you have. Yeah. Even if they're not a good candidate, they resonate with your personality. And like I've been where it's like me and the HR per lady, and then like all of a sudden like she has like some sort of connection with this person that they're like the same personality, and I'm like absolutely not. I would never hire this person. And she's like, but she was nice and she was all this stuff. I'm like, but like she had like no work history or she had like like two year gap work history and uh-huh. all, like everything else was pointing toward a no but yet you know she liked it because their ma- personalities matched yeah you know and um and it's like you know that, that happens a lot you know and when you get into fields and then all of a sudden you have a bunch of i think that's kind of where you end up getting like like the political realm in a, in a workplace of just people that like each other and then they mm. they build their team around people that they just like not that they're the the best team yeah you know what i'm saying or that they have all the skills and the ability there you know what i mean and i yeah. think a lot of companies really suffer from that i think it re- i really do think that i think there's very few companies that like operate at 100 percent productivity and i don't right. think they have like the best um not like saying the best but they don't have like the most efficient and the most well-qualified people running the jobs that they do. Right. But they, um, you know, it, it goes back to you saying, saying that, that whole political thing. It's like they just do, they're humans at the end of the day, the people operating these businesses, and we tend to gravitate to people that 
are like us, you know. So you, if you're a person with a certain personality, you, you can uh, curate your whole job to reflect a whole bunch of people like you. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. And I, there's a lot of companies out there that probably exist uh, exactly like that, and they don't know why they're not like functioning well. It's like yeah. <laughs> you're you're just made a whole bunch of mini mini use right? Yeah. All over, and you need to diversify, like have a variety of personalities to counter each other yeah and 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 that's not fun to do you know what i mean like trust me i've like the more i've grown in this company the more i've been in conversations and in meetings with people that do not see eye to eye in most everything yeah however that does push a certain level of um of okay i need to think about this harder Mm -hmm. okay i need to look at this a different way because it does challenge you because you know, there's there's guys that I'm in meetings with that have like multiple degrees and in, in, in a conversation that we're talking about. And although I have more experience with it, I've done I've done it longer and I've done it more times. They've gone to school for it. Yeah. And so at that point, you try to mesh the two and it's like they don't they don't always mesh. You know what I'm saying? They, they, they don't always mesh with experience and what they've learned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and it's really easy to say, well, I've done it more. And so automatically experience trumps what you've learned. But it's not true because a lot of times there's different there's different layers that you didn't know about. Yeah. If you didn't go to school for it, you know, right. it's just that's just the truth. Like no matter how big of an advocate you are about like you can succeed without going to school. Hey, great. I'm, I agree with that. But at the same time there's a lot of stuff you learn in school about something that maybe you've been doing your whole life but you didn't know that there was something there you yeah. know what i'm saying because there's a different level that they they looked into it and so you know you have to learn how to and then vice versa you might be the guy that went to school for it yeah. and then there's a guy that has been doing this for longer than you have and you have to be able to say you know what i could probably learn something from them you know and so there's there's a lot of that like and most of the time you're not the same personality type most of the time you're not the you're not the guys that get along well you know and 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 it it causes you know sometimes it's it gets pretty tense but it does force everybody to try to to be better you know as long as you can keep a professional attitude i think that's the key yeah i think you have to have professionalism and you have to have systems in place so that you guys can bounce ideas off one another Mm -hmm. and that brings me to a question i think would be interesting to, to to talk about is like um, the difference between uh, experience and like I guess book knowledge because mm-hmm. they're they're both equally valid right like because that's the o- the biggest um, like uh, quandary mm-hmm. is when you go to a job or you look at the job qualifications when you're trying to apply places they say they they want two things right they mm-hmm. want education and then experience, and experience yeah. right so you invest all this time to get the education for some instances right, right. Mm-hmm. we have zero to, experience to until catch they, 22 yeah most likely they won't accept you because you have no experience or you have all the experience but no education, no education right. they're like yeah so like what do you want you know so what's right. i mean well maybe i shouldn't phrase it like what's more valuable but like what are some of the the um the pros and cons i guess to both ends like maybe that'd be interesting okay. to evaluate yeah. Well, I definitely don't know everything about like that dilemma. I, I offer one perspective of it because I didn't go to school and I didn't graduate with a degree in anything, but I've experienced a lot of different workforces, right? I've been in a different fields. I've, I've kind of 
dabbled in, in multiple things and I've got to see that. And I think that's really all I can really speak from. I mean, you guys would be better at, at explaining the opposite side of that. But for me, it's mainly experience, of course, it's kind of innate for someone that has experience to have ex- experienced, like air quotes, things that you can't learn, which are, which would be like situational things, right? Like just take, for instance, something like a trade or or um, uh, or, or like I don't, I'm not sure exactly what you do like professionally, but say like you work in IT, right? Mm-hmm. And you've gone to school and you've learned you know you've learned coding you've learned um you know how to how to uh manage websites you've learned how to you know manage you know and even some hardware issues you might learn those things Mm -hmm. but then somebody that's done it for a long time and kind of grown in the industry they have experienced like all the old stuff Mm -hmm. you know and then all of a sudden when something comes up that you didn't learn because it will happen something will come up that you didn't go over in school a situation will happen that you didn't see in a classroom that guy's gonna know about it he's like man i've seen this for years you know it's something as simple as this yeah and then i've seen it over and over and over again when i worked in the oil field there was a lot of engineers that would come out and you know they'd be fresh out of school and they spent all these years and this money and to be like petroleum engineers which is great i mean it's it's a great job and and i'm glad that they did that it's valuable and they made a lot of money for it but then there would be guys like me like the the frack hands that were just like the down and dirty guys that had to swing hammers and turn wrenches. Like that was, that's what we were made for. But then when these guys would get in a bind, they didn't know what to do mm-hmm. and they would turn to us. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the guys that get paid the big bucks that went to school and were taught by all these guys, eventually, depending on the situation, would turn to us and say, I don't know what, what needs to happen. And then the guy that's been out in the field for 10 years, they're gonna say, you know what? As like, and the guy like started before any of this technology even happened, like w- was out there. Like he knows which valves to shut off, and he knows how to react super quickly because he understands it. He has like, like just an innate understanding of of the field. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so like, there's to me there's it's the that's like the dilemma that I like went through coming out of high school and trying to understand where I was supposed to go and what I was supposed to do, you know, and I've talked about this even like, even with the the guy that allowed me to be a supervisor and allowed me to take the steps in my company that I had. He's, he owns multiple solar companies. Mm-hmm. Like he owns them and he oh, runs wow. them. Yeah. And he's also a plant manager for our plant, right? So he's like a consultant slash plant manager. Um, and so he's like a, a well of information, right? He has master's degrees and, and, you know, and clearly experienced, like he has it all. Like he's been in the field, he's getting ready to retire, right? So he's, he's like the guy to ask, right? Yeah. And he's the one that interviewed me when I was going from kind of a low level production lead to a technician. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, why, why should I hire you? Like you don't have the experience, you don't have well, you you have experience in maintenance that I got in like the oil field, but it wasn't robotics, it wasn't electronics, it wasn't any of that. I could just I knew tools well. I was mechanically inclined. I was smart. I like that. That's all I really. That's really all I could offer. Mm-hmm. And so he pretty much asked me. He's like, "Why should I hire you 
over the guy that is coming in with the bachelor's degree. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. what really do I offer? And essentially, I, ha I had to explain to him my thought process on, okay, going and getting a bachelor's degree is going to, and I've said this probably probably in front of you guys before, but since we're on the topic and this is a podcast, right? But like, <laughs> it takes some level of tenacity to get through schooling, mm -hmm. right? Because it, it's, it's grueling. It's, schooling is not, going to school is not an easy task. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not. I mean, unless you're just freakishly smart and you decide to go all the way to a PhD and even at that level, it's got to be difficult for somebody, right? right? Regardless of how smart you are, it's difficult. It's meant to be challenging, right? So there is some level of tenacity that you have to have to be able to, to get the degree. Yeah. So to me, you also have to have that same tenacity to be able to work your way up in a job, right? So if you're, if you take the time and the effort and, and all, all of, all of the tenacity and everything it is that you need to get to that degree and to graduate with that degree, just cause you graduated the degree, one doesn't mean you have the job, right? You still have to find the job. You still have to land the job. You still have to work your way and build your reputation in a company. Right. It doesn't end after you get the degree. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not like you get the degree and you're like, OK, great degree. Now go work for me. Right. Like, yeah. go, go make me money. Right. And you shoot off like a dove. Right. right. <laughs> if only. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so what I think that's something that I guess I kind of envisioned it as. And I kind of came to that realization. It's like, OK, I could do that. Or I could try to find something that I find interest in and just do the very best that I could. Yeah. Do everything that I could. Work the overtime. Put the time in. Put the blood, sweat, and tears in and learn everything I could. And in the jobs that I've done that, it's always paid off. Yeah. It's always paid off. And, and yes, it, it's, it's easy to say, like, well, well, you did it at this job and then you decided to go to another job in a different field. How often do people change their degrees exactly. you know what I'm saying, in their majors? It's the same concept. It's like you realize you get into it and you're like, you know what? This is not something I can do for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so I decided to change. You know, it, it just it didn't seem sustainable for like a life that I wanted. So I, I looked elsewhere, you know, and then I was able to find something. And, and the more I got into it, I was like, hey, you know what? It, it has a better schedule. Hey, you know what? I could potentially make good money as long as I get, I work my way up and I need to learn this, 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 and this. And so I made it a point. I would come in on overtime. I would come in and just learn. And then, you know, being mechanically inclined, I learned how to, you know, operate the machines. And then it went from operating the machines to be able to start taking parts off and replacing parts. And then it became, you know, learning the, the automation of it. And before you knew it, I could operate the control systems the PLC and control systems of it. And I was just an operator. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was just an operator, but it just, I, I really applied myself just as if I looked at it like I was getting paid to go to school. Every time I went to work, I was looking at it like I'm going to school. I'm yeah. going to learn. If I don't learn something today, I've wasted today. You know what I'm saying? And if you look, if you take a job like that and you take that kind of mentality without a degree, like my boss right now, he he's he's the uh the production manager over all of the production shifts and stuff over all the supervisors of course he doesn't have a degree he started in manufacturing a long time ago and he's just worked his way up and now he's been 
a production manager over multiple plants and been, been have have all this experience and I have no doubt that he could be a plant manager and he doesn't have a degree you know what I'm saying so yes it's great to have that degree and I'm not downplaying a degree yeah but I don't think it's the only way right no, of course not. now I'll say this I think there are fi- there it is field specific okay yeah. I don't want a doctor <laughs> that doesn't have a degree yeah right okay yeah. I'll just say that because to me health is and 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 uh, biology is not a very good. Um, um, well, let's job. just try it. Yeah, exactly. What, what yeah, can learn it is get thrown in the fire. It's just all right. Not, here you go. You got a field. brain surgery. Let's yeah. go. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you your elbow on backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Whoops. like, that's that's my point. Is like, it is field specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll say that. You know, like, and and it doesn't mean that you know you can do, you know, just like literally anything there are Mm -hmm. some things that if you want to do you have to go to college Mm -hmm. like it's just it's just the reality and that's perfectly fine yeah i think that's that's perfectly fine however it's not the case for everything and i think that's an important Mm -hmm. point to make is that it's not the only key to success you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i i love that you brought that up i think it's so important for people to hear this because i think this is something me and josh have talked about that like college has been like overly inflated in yeah. our culture there's honestly no point to bachelors honestly just eliminate bachelors if you're going to go to college you're going for six over at least six years you're going for over four years like just i, I wish they would just change that because bachelors have just become such a dime a dozen and yeah. uh, you well, get you get people applying for the same job as one with a master's and, and then you're going to lose to the masters every time you know yeah. Well, see, the, I love the way that you were you were framing what you were doing, and and it, it almost seems like you were trying to downplay like experience versus like like tactile experience versus book knowledge. And the thing is, the way you were describing it to me sounded like college uh, instruction. Like you were learning in mm-hmm. a different way, and I think that's how we have to really see it. Treating jobs like school, and it yeah. it really is. And I think. Um, I, I had seen this before um, that someone had um, done some studies on um, the wealth of uh, wealth as a key indicator of success, and it tended to be that the wealthier, um, like a lot of people that were wealthy entrepreneurs, tended to be less educated in terms of like college degree right. holders than the college degree holders. Right. Because I think for a lot of educated people. Mm-hmm we're trained to follow a certain formula and then we're always constantly looking for someone to direct us where to go. Yeah. It definitely speaks to certain individuals and certain types of individuals because I mean, there's only so many ways to learn. Yeah. Right. And, and there's only so many ways you can cover that in a classroom. Yeah. Right. You can only cover so many ways to learn in one classroom setting. Right. And, and the thing is, is I, and I, and I can promise you this, this is a guarantee you I can make. If you told me and you talked to me about something that you wanted me to learn, I would remember a very small percentage of it. But if I got to see you do it, yeah, I can almost guarantee you I could probably do it right after you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just how I learn. Yeah, I don't always have to be the one doing it, but if I can watch somebody physically do something, I'm like, ah, gotcha. I know yeah. I, I can follow a train of thought. It just it makes more sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're visual. Definitely visual. Definitely yeah. visual. And that's like a, a recent um, like finding that educational 
uh, institutions have really mm-hmm. discovered, like within the last decade or so, that they're identifying that people learn differently. And before, the school system was like, you learn this one way all the time. It was a round peg in a square hole kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah you're going to sit in this classroom for eight hours. Right. And we've done, like, so many people a disservice because it's like, we rule them out and say that they're not intelligent mm-hmm. because they can't sit in a classroom. That's definitely how I've felt. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've definitely felt, like, not, not amongst my friends, because I feel like my friends have, uh, understand me and, and mm-hmm. they know me better. But, like, I've definitely felt that way. Even in a professional sense, that's still there. That stipulation that if you don't have a degree, mm-hmm. you're not worth it yeah. is still there. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm not saying that that should change necessarily. But I think if... if employers realize that there there can be some great worth like if, if, if and I tell I tell I tell my boss this and, and even people that I, I have under me like I try to give people opportunities yeah so they're they're basic operators they're they're entry-level operators mm-hmm. and if I see somebody that's actually eagle eager to learn I'll give them everything I can mm-hmm. because that was me that's what I was doing. Yeah. And there was even a point where I had write-ups because of, of attendance because I had stuff going on that I had to leave early and then I had some write-ups. So on paper, I, I wasn't impressive. Like as far as education, I had write-ups. I, I wasn't impressive, but my work ethic was there. My willingness mm-hmm. to learn was there. And then somebody gave me the opportunity to be a lead. And, and from there, it was like, thank you. You gave me some responsibility. Now I can shine. And then I showed them what I could do with some responsibility. Yeah. And then it just grew from there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, if it, it, and I think that's what helped me get to where I met is because there were people that were willing to understand that. And I'm kind of going back to what I was saying earlier with that interview that I had with, with the guy that, you know, is, was the plant manager. He understood what I was saying. He, like, whenever I, I pretty much told him what I told you guys about, you know, like you have to try just as hard as the guy going to school, if not harder. Yeah. And I can promise him that I'm going to try harder than that guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have the degree. You know, I, I don't have the experience that maybe he might even have. I was like, but I can guarantee you I'll try harder than him. Yeah. And, and he, and he literally just told me, he's like, I'm not even going to interview that guy. He's like, you hired, you're hired. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and he was just, even a guy that's been through it all through multiple companies realized that somebody that's willing to just say, you know what? Mm-hmm. I promise I'm the one that's going to try the hardest. He, he saw value in that. Mm-hmm. You know yes. what I'm saying? And I think that spoke something to me that somebody that's had that kind of experience already saw that and recognized that mm-hmm. and saw the worth in that. I realized, hey, I, you can have something that those guys don't have mm-hmm. and expecting a piece of paper for them to speak for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can do it without it. You can. But don't expect it to be easy. Don't expect to not go to college and think you got you got away from the hard work. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. some people might look at not going to college as the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And I, I wholeheartedly disagree. Oh, yeah. I, in fact, I think it's the opposite. I feel like sometimes I have to work harder than the guys that have the degrees because I, I have to learn something. I, I have to learn something every day. Yeah. I have mm-hmm. to. If not, they got the they got the upper hand on me. You know what I mean? I know that sounds kind of competitive, but that's that's it's the, the way the, it what's is. The workplace. That's, that's just the way, way it is. It ought to be that way. Yeah. You know, one of the most leveling things I ever heard about getting my degree 
because I sat in a lecture and this guy was kind of like he was a CEO of some tech company and I wanted to sit in and hear um, him talk but he was really like in your face matter of fact and he was like you guys think you're doing something really impressive by going to college like that's what you're bragging to your friends mm-hmm. you know and you post about that you go to college it's like you know the only value that employers see when you get your bachelor's is that the only thing that tells them that you can commit to something for four years right and that cost you yes. like 80 or hundreds of thousands of dollars and that's exactly right and it barely gets you in the door because like an employer could easily look at that degree and be like oh that's impressive and then somebody without a degree can equally impress them the same day and you just spent four years and so he's like the only thing that's going to make you stand apart is your character right he's like your work ethic and it's like don't forget that while you're going to college and it's stuck with me ever since Mm -hmm. because uh i hope young people hear what we're talking about because the mentality is as soon as you come out of high school college is the answer you get the degree and then employers are like scanning and like oh he's got a degree instant in it's like no it barely gets your foot in the door my first job out of college i made starting like nine dollars an hour yeah i could have made more working at freaking bill miller's yeah like it's just and that's the way it is and like right now it's it's funny because i've been listening to y'all talk and i've been listening to zach and the situation that i'm in I started my job with zero experience and zero education. I s- decided I was going to step into a field that's completely unknown to me. And, uh, and like the position that I hold is a relatively tough position that typically law students have while they're going to school. And then they can kind of, you know, work and gain ex- work experience and then maybe even get the job with the firm that they're working at. And so I'm coming into a field that I know zero about and that I don't have any experience. But yet, like, um, what I do have is sort of like the intangibles, just like there's also no job training at all. Just like, hey, this is, okay, we're asking you to do this assignment. This is what that assignment entails. Go. I'm just like, okay, well, let me figure this out, you know? Yeah. I'm just sitting in my office, and I'm like, researching what I need to be doing. I'm looking up what words mean. I am looking at other examples that other people wrote that I could find on the computer. I, and I'm just, it was, it's been a grind, man. Cause, yeah. cause I don't know any, I have, I don't know nothing, man. Bro, I, that, that is, you hit it right on the head that to me is probably the most valuable trait that has helped me through the jobs that I've had is that figure it out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because without being put to the fire of just figure it out i've learned so much just being in that that hot spot uh-huh. because like when i was uh, take for instance when i was a technician at mission solar there was a point where we had three shifts right three full shifts mm-hmm. of of production and only three technicians mm-hmm. so only one technician per shift okay i'll just say this it's almost impossible for one technician to handle a whole shift because there's so much equipment that if more than one thing goes down, you're, you're costing them the mm-hmm. company money. And that's a lot mm-hmm. of stress, but we were very shorthanded. And so we had to just divvy it up. And I got, I was the newest guy. I got put on night shift, which is even worse because there's no support. Mm-hmm. If something mm-hmm. goes down, I can't call anybody. They're all asleep. So what would happen was something would go down that I knew nothing about. 
and I would open up a big electrical uh, cabinet and I'd be just like looking at all these mm -hmm. wires and buttons and lights and I'm like, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, and it, but I learned so much just being like, you know what, Zach, there's no one to call. I got to figure this out. Everybody's looking at me right now to figure this out. And I, I told Frank that I was going to be the one that tried the hardest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had to figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I did every time. Not because I'm the smartest guy. I just made myself figure it out. Mm -hmm. I yeah. did not leave until I figured it out. Yeah. It might have taken me longer than somebody that's already come across it. Mm -hmm. But right now, as a supervisor, I'm still teaching guys that have done mm -hmm. maintenance longer than me. They come to me for questions. Mm -hmm. and, and to me, that's very humbling. I, like, I don't think I'm better than them. It's very humbling because I kind of transcended that, that position. But the guys that are, you know, they're, they're 50, 60 years old, and they've been doing manufacturing maintenance forever. Yeah. And they'll be like, hey, Zach, what do you think about this? And I'm like, like you know, yeah, mind blown, mm -hmm. you know. But it's like it's, it's humbling because it's like I made myself figure it out. Yeah. And I have answers now. And yeah. I'm valuable now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's that to me is probably the most valuable thing that a young person can can know is you're not always going to be in a classroom where eventually the answer is going to come out yeah. and you'll understand. Mm -hmm. No one's going to be behind you, looking over your shoulder, tutoring you, and tutoring you the entire time. No, right. this is what you need to do. No, this is what you need to do. Uh, like when I'm in the office, I recognize, dude, everybody's busy. I, nobody wants to hear my questions. Right. All right. Yeah. From the new guy. All right, let me just figure it out, and then let me put my and, – and here's also the main thing. Just, like, start the assignment, you know, because what I would do is I would just kind of sit there and figure out, okay, what do I need to be doing? Okay, this is – all right, is this going to be the right way to do it? Just – no, just start it, and then give them something. Let them critique it. Critique it, yeah. And then get better at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like – don't get me wrong. I failed many times. Yes. I messed things up way worse than they were before sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I made those mistakes. Yeah. However, I will never make them again. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I was genuinely learning. I wasn't just pressing buttons to press mm -hmm. buttons. I wasn't just snipping wires to snip wires. Mm -hmm. I was genuinely trying. Yeah. So if I snipped the wrong wire, I'll never do it again because yeah. I knew exactly what I did wrong. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and when you get people that are and, and that are that are trying to act like they know what they're doing and then they mess it up mm -hmm. that's a different mentality now now they don't know what they did wrong they don't know how to fix it and they don't know what they did they, they don't know yeah. anything and they can't learn from a situation yeah because they they know it all already yeah mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying exactly and, and the thing is, is like there's guys that have all this experience that i was able to soak up just and and, and i know it kind of sounds like I'm not trying to be arrogant. Like I, I genuinely am proud of this mm -hmm. because it's something that, that I've learned through my work history. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I guarantee you, if I had to go to another plant and start all over and be with different equipment, mm -hmm. I would feel confident in my ability to go and learn all that stuff too. Yeah, mm -hmm. I would. And it's easy for me to say now because I've been working for four years around these robots. You know, I've, I've seen a lot of things and mm -hmm. when they act crazy and it's like, you know what? I've seen that. I saw that two years ago. Yeah. You know, it hasn't happened. And a lot of you guys weren't here two years ago, but I saw that happen two years ago and I know how to fix it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And like, that's valuable that, that just remembering and, and 
truly trying to learn yeah. instead of just regurgitating things. Yeah. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, today, today I sent an uh, email uh, to basically all the attorneys that I work for that give me stuff to do. And I just like, I just told them cause I was caught up and I, and I sent them an email and say, Hey, look, I'm caught up. Feel free to send me whatever. And then like, and guess what? They listened. They yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. Oh, okay. So, and like, I even got like one attorney was like, I hope you don't regret what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like that's, I, I take pride in that. I want to be right. that guy that will just, you know, get it done, you know? Yeah. Right. And there's definitely a level of pride that you should have with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's the same pride that people might have when they, when they get their degree, it's a proud moment and say, you know what? I accomplished something mm -hmm. to me. That's the same pride that I have that I've accomplished mm -hmm. something. I've accomplished a reputation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I've grown. That's what I've been working for I, is everybody knows that if they call Zach, it'll get figured out. Yes. That's, that's a very good feeling in a workplace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. and, and I worked hard for that. It's not like I was just given it or that I'm just inherently smart and I just knew everything. I didn't. I mean, it was a grind. It, it was, it was a lot of failure. It was a lot of sweat of just like nervousness of having, not knowing what to do, mm -hmm. but I got there eventually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think it's, you know, I think ultimately kind of trying to re recollect to the, the question of a degree over experience uh -huh. there there's not yeah. a better or worse it, it, it it's up Ultimately, to you it's up all to individual you. basis <laughs> yeah exactly yeah and i think yeah. that's 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 something that you know i've told even my wife in in her search for for a job you know it's like she'll be intimidated by other people that might have degrees or have more experience and i and, and ultimately it just rely, it, it's solely on your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And I tell her that. I was like, your, your success or unsuccess is all on you. Yeah. It's all yeah. on you. Like, like, yes, there's variables. Yes, there's things that happen that you don't expect. Yes, sometimes it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a personality clash with your boss. Like, sure, those things happen. Like, yeah. they do. They happen, let's be mm -hmm. real. Um, and that's sometimes makes jobs not work out. But ultimately, how far you go is all dependent on mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And no matter what field, because it doesn't matter if you got yeah. a doctorate's degree or not, because there's guys that, that have doctorate's degrees <laughs> that I work with, and don't get me wrong, they're extremely smart, and they figure stuff out, and they think on different levels that I'm like, like yeah. blown away. I'm like, I would have never thought of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, I learn a lot from them, but there's, there's some things that like they'll get out and they'll way overthink. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. they'll get out and come out and deal with something that we would have to deal with on a daily basis, but they can't, they can't deal with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like there's places for everybody. Like you were saying, like, like there, there, you know, we're all kind of operating on different IQ levels and like, we need the guy that's operating at like the doctor's degree, the yeah. PhD. Mm -hmm. We need him. Like he's going to take care of issues that I couldn't, mm -hmm. but he needs me. Mm. He needs me to, to operate where I'm at. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, it, that's an important thing to know is like how valuable you really are. Yeah. Just because you don't have the degree or the credentials that someone else mm -hmm. has does not mean you're any less valuable. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think, um, we've just gravitated as, as a, in our generation, cause it, it was so pushed upon us as millennials from, from our parents. So like you have to get a degree. 
there was some push, but it wasn't always like that. There's like an oversaturation of yeah. people getting college degrees now because they think that's the yeah. answer. And there's this quote, and I think this dude's overquoted most of the time. And he's like over uh, inflated. Um, but like Steve Jobs made a quote. <laughs> Everyone loves to pull this out to be like inspirational, motivational. That like edgy. your world. <laughs> yeah. The edgy, brilliant <laughs> mind. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he's like, uh, your world, like, you have to remember that this world is constructed by people no smarter than you and I. Like, ever the way we operate, the way that you you uh, you shop or you go to the store, the way a business runs, it was invented by someone no smarter than you and I. And we we are so accustomed or conditioned to living in this constructed world. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you're pushing me through this conveyor belt of life. What's the next thing? And no one takes thought for themselves, like how they should operate. So the next sequential thing on the conveyor belt of life is like, well, they tell me a college degree gets me a job. Right. And the whole time they're missing the point is that what a college institution was all designed for way back in the day was to learn. Right. Mm -hmm. That's ultimately what's happening. So whether you have a piece of paper that demonstrates you've learned something or you have the work experience that says you've learned it, you're you're never exempted from not learning and i think that's what kids are are kind of unfortunately not seeing anymore is that we've been over prescribing college Mm -hmm. because we we have seen in the past i think our parents have have seen that all the opportunities were afforded to college degree Mm -hmm. uh, owners so they're like oh my kids got to get a college degree but there's nothing magic about it yeah right it's just Back then, there was less people that were educated in a certain topic. Now you have people that are getting degrees, and mm-hmm. I experienced this because I was a um, I was a supplemental instructor for a freshman student. So they came in, and they needed help for a traditionally difficult course, and I would r- run these um, basically like tutoring sessions, and it was really eye opening because the people I would be working with were like, "Oh yeah, my mom wants me to." to go to school i'm like dude are you not interested in like learning or like do you just want to pass like they came most of the time i would get people that came because they wanted me to give them answers or help them with their homework i'm like no what i'm doing is i'm helping you learn right and you could you could you could immediately tag them and know Mm -hmm. like this guy's not going to make it yeah yeah i had a guy that came in and he would only he would skip classes and i would help take attendance and he would skip classes and he would show up to my sessions like, oh, what were we teach to, te- talking about today? And I was like, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, he never bought the textbook. I was like, why are you even going to school, dude? Right. You know, and it's because it was prescribed to him, you know. So mom and dad are shelling out all this money because they think it's going to make him succeed in life. And like, you, you don't have the right mindset, man. Yeah. And I would try to tell him and sure enough, at the end of the semester, didn't make it. So, so that's something that, and I know this is gonna sound really cheesy here and, and corny, right? But I'm kind of, I heard somebody talk about, I'm, I'm quoting somebody that used the quote, okay? I'll just say that, okay. right? They, they quoted Confucius and he talked about what Confucius says that every man has two lives, right? Every man has two lives. So it's the life that they are born with, uh-huh. that they're living, and then the life that they live after they realize they only have one. Oh, right. So they, they, what? <laughs> yeah, I know it's Confucius. Okay. Wow. Great, right. 
but but the re- it's it's after they realize they only have one they start to live a different life yeah they start to realize that you know what hey my time is valuable hey there there's more to life than what i was prescribed yeah like you're saying right like what i was told to do and following this step by step quote unquote program there there's more to it yeah right and that's something that i'm i'm really proud to say that my dad taught me that he didn't force me to go to school. Mm-hmm. He didn't force me to, you know, to, to fit this structure that everybody else seemed to go on. And I, and I honestly, I credit my attitude and all that stuff toward my parents for helping me with mm-hmm. that. I really do. I credit that to them because I, 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 it's not like I just snapped and I was like, oh, I understand this now. It was, it was something that I was taught and that helped me be who I am and understand where I'm at right and so I think that's so important for us even just in our in our age in our I guess you could say in our in our stature with the people that are younger than us they they it's kind of our job to help them understand that like you know like to help them understand that hey going to school is great that's a fantastic thing it really is Mm -hmm. but it's not the only way yes and And, the motives have to be right Right. Yeah. Like, like, you know, like you're saying, you can go to school. I went to school I went to a semester. You know what I did with it? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. I, I bombed it. I went to like half the classes. I didn't take it seriously. I treated it like high school. Yeah, I did because I didn't even see value in high school. Yeah. yeah and then all of a sudden I was supposed to like go to class on my own free will. Like, wait, you mean I don't have to show up and no one's going to say anything? Yeah. And you got to pay for it, too. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Like, bye. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that. I was like, you mean I can go to Whataburger instead of doing this? Yeah. Like, I'm going to yeah. do that, you know? And it's like, you know, it, it's just, it, you know, as in an immature state, I think if I went to school now, I think I would do very well. I, I think if I went to school now and tried to study a subject, I think I'd be more focused on what I'd want to do. Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably retain a whole lot more because I know yeah. a lot more about myself. Yeah. 17 year old me that just graduated I knew nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> you know nothing right yeah. like that that's that's really how I felt yeah. I don't I didn't know myself yeah and I I'm glad I didn't yeah. waste a bunch of my parents money on something that I probably wouldn't end up doing now yeah, yeah. you know what I, I mean? feel like 18 is just the wrong age to start college it's just yeah. it, it just is I feel like there has to be like a minimum age limit to, to get into college because you're just not you're just not in the right mindset unless you were well I wasn't you know what I'm saying like I, like I neither was that, I but I think that there are probably are people that are yeah I wasn't and yeah. I think that's what's important is yeah. it's still individual I, you know like there are there, there are kids that are like bypassing high school because they're so stinking smart uh-huh. and they go straight into college courses and they're like going to Harvard when they're like you know 15. Like there are there are people yeah. that can do it. I mean, yeah. sure, those people are few and far between. Sure, but I, I'm saying like just in general, it's still all, it's still all like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, individual. Mm-hmm. It's still that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just there. There just wasn't motivation it, to me. It was just the next thing, right? Exactly. The the right. people that always jacked up the curves. Okay. Yeah. You know you you. The, the the couple of people that would always get a hundred on the test and then get, eliminate the curve, right? 
because well somebody aced it so obviously it wasn't too, too hard. hard right all right there were always people that were like changing careers they were always older uh maybe change majors just more way more motivated and we would us us youngins we, we'd almost resent them but then like i understand i mean that's the same reason why w- you feel like if you went to college today you would succeed in it because you you're locked in like right. and you you have a very clear purpose of what you're doing and and then too many kids are just going in well i just want to make more money yeah. no like where did, where did we get this thing where like albert einstein was not a rich you know or yeah. isaac newton some of the most brilliant minds in history were like homeless at one point <laughs> yeah. stuff like that the, none of them were rich they went to but college so they could learn because they were so passionate about a subject they wanted to learn everything and anything about it but but i i think that's probably the first issue is nobody's interested in being another einstein not i'd say most people aren't. right uh-huh. i'd say most people are more interested in buying a nice car Mm. And they think the bachelors is the ticket, right? And exactly. and so my my point my I point think that's is why they call it the bachelors because yeah, <laughs> bachelors right. love it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and like the thing is, is like you know, I don't think when I was going to high school, I was worried at all about what impact I would make on the world. Mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. What I was honestly concerned with is what am I going to do? It's going to make the most money. That's going to give me the most comfortable life. And I'll be honest, that's, that's genuinely what I was thinking. And, and it was like, of course, it, I, it had to interest me. Of course, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, I'll do anything. But it was like, mm-hmm. what, do, what interests me relatively that I could make the most money in? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, drafting? Okay, I'll do that. It's like, I can draw. But like, I can't draw. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can draw with a ruler, right? And so, like, they, that, that was my first go-to. And I'm so mm-hmm. glad I didn't do that. Because that's not who I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I, I really don't think most people realize that they could be the next Einstein. Mm-hmm. But what they're sold is all of this glam and fame that we see on social media and all the other different mediums that we have. But this lifestyle that they have, they either have to be super athletic, mm-hmm. right? Or, or invent something. Or not, not invent something, but go to school learn whatever these guys learned and then go do what they did mm-hmm. so I can have a nice car or and have a nice house. Yeah. Like just replicating someone else's yeah. story. Yeah. 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 It, it's Formula. not, it's yeah. not, it's not what am I worth? Mm. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like it's not, it's not, it's not what is Zach worth to the company that he's in? What is Zach worth to the family that he, that he represents? What is Zach worth to the circle of friends he has right mm-hmm. and and even in in your own intelligence and in, in your own realm of knowledge we're we're still somewhat limited to what we think we can do or what we like even even on myself I, i'll be honest there's a lot of things that i'm intimidated to get into and in, even in conversation because i'm just not maybe i'm not as as learned about it you know what i mean i, I don't i don't know everything about it and and sure, that's I'm sure that that works for most people, mm-hmm. but it's like why not? Why why couldn't I learn about it? Yeah, well, is it because I didn't go to school for it? Like, but there's the information's out there. It's just yeah. it, it's it's readily available. I just have to 
put the effort in and learn it. And so like, but the thing is, is I don't see myself as valuable enough to do that. I, I, I won't, I won't see like, I can't see myself being another Jordan Peterson. Why? Like, sure, the guy is incredibly smart, but outside of him being, you know, intelligent and a, and a deep thinker, what is he? Yeah. He's a normal guy with a normal family that has, you know, health issues like everybody else and has regular issues like everybody else. He's not, you know, some special case. Mm-hmm. Even though I look up to the guy and I, I think very highly of him and, and, and I do, I do, you know, admire a lot of what he mm-hmm. does. Why, why isn't that I couldn't do that? Yeah. Realistically. Mm-hmm. Th- that I couldn't sit down and think about things. Mm-hmm. And, and formulate my own opinion on something. Because like, who, who is he asking for his opinions? Who is he asking for, for, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. When yeah. you, when you listen to him, what he'll say is, you know, I thought about that for a couple of days. I thought about that for a week. And it's like, wait, wait, we thought about that for a week. No, even months, man. Right. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, wait, who, who just sits down and thinks about things yeah. anymore? Yeah. But to me, that's great. That's something that's like, that's so untouched. And yes. we're looking at this guy like he's somebody that's like, you know, some some being that's like, well, who are you? But it, really, he's just he's just using what God gave him, which is a great brain. We all have those same mind. We all have the same mind. And if we didn't have the same mind, why is it that whenever he articulates it and we, we understand it? We're like, you know what? That makes total sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And you realize, you know what? That's actually kind of common sense. You kind of like, man, that, that makes so much sense. Like, why hasn't mm-hmm. somebody else thought of that? Yeah. And the reality is, is no one else is thinking. Yep. Like they're mm-hmm. not taking the time to just yeah. really think about something and ponder on it. You know, yeah. and of course he, he, he reads a lot, right? Of course he, he did all these things. And, that, and of course that helps you develop, you know, and, and have resources to draw from and, and to think about. Right. But like, why couldn't someone else do that? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And, why, and, why can't a normal person go on tour and like, talk about ideas right, right. I mean, and, and sell out shows just to talk about ideas yeah, yeah. And, and and you know psychology because <laughs> he's a clinical psychologist yeah before anything else he's a clinical psychologist who would have thought that a clinical psychologist would be selling out venues at, at, a, at a college for people to just come and ask him questions or just hear him come talk yeah mm-hmm. just talk yeah and i think it's the problem with um uh, with with our society today is I think we have to reframe um, how we approach learning to become an individual like Jordan Peterson, right? right. Because mm-hmm. um, society right now we're comfort junkies. Mm. That's what drives us is we want to move from comfort to comfort and like avoid any discomfort at, at all costs. Right. Right. Um, but if we were try to if we were to try to frame like just in ask any person off the street any ordinary person like if you had the ability to write the story of your life like at the last few chapters of your life what kind of character would you have written for yourself Mm. right and if you try to think about that you're like oh you you know some people don't even know how to answer that but a lot of people the easiest the quickest thing that they'd answer like well my character would live in a mansion my character would have a lamborghini Okay, well, where's all the chapters leading up to that? What gave you those things? Mm -hmm. And what's what interest of a story is that if that's all that 
that it ends in. Attains, yeah. Yeah, and so when you start evaluating your life in that regard, then you start thinking like, okay, well, what do I really want? Is it really just to get that? Because there are people that are born into that. So mm-hmm. does that negate their life's purpose or value if you're born into wealth? Well, I already got the thing that everybody wants. What do I do with my life now? Right. So I think we stripped people of purpose and of meaning to pursue anything like having greater thoughts mm-hmm. or having some philosophical knowledge that they didn't have before because mm-hmm. we've all compressed life into attaining wealth. Right. That, that it's all for just getting money and having things. And it's like there's so much more richness to life than just being able to uh, say you have things on, on social media. It's like that's kind of almost a, uh, insignificant. But that's what we're pursuing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why when, when everyone looks at the lens of the future uh, from high school on, they're lo- looking for comfort and not realizing the discomfort the challenges, the obstacles is what forms you and that what makes your life truly interesting. Right. Dude, why is it that we 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 sit and have conversations or like people run for public office or or pursue certain careers for the purpose of like ending human suffering? Like I've I've actually thought of, I've thought about this for a few weeks. And uh, <laughs> like the idea of like the morality of ending human suffering was like, is that is that even a good thing? Because isn't it human suffering that causes progression and advancement and and like uh, like doesn't adversity breed, you know, just uh yeah without adversity we'd have no we'd have no growth at all it builds your character and it 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 ex- exposes you yeah to uh, a different side of reality it shows it tests your metal yeah right? it tests your and your so to end human suffering would be to end growth and to end advancement and to essentially plateau as a society yeah <laughs> yeah and just, it just makes if, you think twice about think, something. If you think that, like, human suffering just started and we're trying to fix it, like, it's a problem to be fixed now. Yeah. It's like, dude, people have been suffering for a long time. Yeah. And that's honestly, like you said, how we got where we are today. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know in I'm fact, saying? we even want to correct for human suffering that occurred in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ne- needs yeah. needs drives innovation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the need of something drives innovation mm-hmm. you know it, 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 it that's what helps our society get to the next level is mm-hmm. something that we need or, or something that we that we have and it's like there's nothing wrong with saying like hey there are people suffering from something mm-hmm. and to push for a solution but uh, like to, to end human suffering like I guess like as a general topic it's just not gonna happen no it's not because it's all relative like w- what when you say it is subjective too? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, what are what is, what are we suffering from? Yeah, exactly. Is it something physical? Okay, let's yeah. chase that rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Or or is it something psychological? Yeah. Let's let's chase that rabbit hole. Yeah. Is it something yeah. spiritual? Let, let's chase that rabbit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what are we suffering from? Yeah. Because that's that's very very subjective. And like in this in this country where we don't we don't see as much physical suffering, 
but we get some would argue men- that. Okay, I, I know. Yeah, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just joking. I mean, there's obviously some physical suffering. Yeah. Um, but like we we're seeing more mental suffering, psychological suffering, spiritual suffering. Suicide rates are as highest as it's ever been. It mm-hmm. was like a, uh, I, th- I think I read it was like a 30, 40% jump from like 2007 yeah. in teenagers. Um, and so the suffering never goes away. It just, it just uh, gets transferred to a different, to a different ballpark, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But like, why do we want to end human suffering? When, when that's the thing that has gotten us here, it's gotten us to the iPhone age. Yeah. Um, I think suffering is definitely a mechanism. Like, I think, I mean, to me, I think, you know, it's something that has always, like you're saying, suffering still is, mm-hmm. is subjective to like what we're talking about and like what, what realm, I guess you could say, right? Uh-huh. Spiritual, physical, psychological, whatever, right? But, like, even in our own bodies, like, if you just, like, incubated us and, like, closed us off into, like, this perfect atmosphere and then you exposed us to something, we'd, like, if we grew up in this, Mm -hmm. like, bubble where there's no germs and no nothing Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden we're exposed to something, we'd get deathly sick and most Mm -hmm. likely die. Mm -hmm. It's like our bodies are used and and, and need that to, to be exposed to some sort of of adversary for it to build an immune system, right? Mm-hmm. And I think our minds work the same way. You know, I think our spirits work the same way. I think our, you know, our bodies obviously mm-hmm. do already. So it's like in, in, in every realm that you can put that suffering in, mm-hmm. it require, it's required for yeah. growth. It's required to be able to, you know, to fight against something, you know, because how can you fight something if, or how can you grow strength mm-hmm. and, and, learn how to defend and, and to, to hold value into something if you've never had to defend it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's why, that's why I really like Christianity because the main thing, like the, obviously the archetype, the, the one that we, you know, try to emulate, you know, died the most gruesome death and, even all of his followers died gruesome deaths. It's just like Christianity has a cross, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, other religions, there's like a pursuit of glory or there's a pursuit of self-actualization. There's a pursuit of, you know, paradise. There's a pursuit of nirvana uh, and just like the achieving your maximum potential. And uh, while well, Christianity has a cross, it's like almost the opposite. Mm-hmm. But like we recognize the power of suffering and how uh, uh, and how it grows, and then in that suffering we become our most perfect selves. Um, it's just um, you know, like I had a conversation the other day. Why Christianity? You know, if I wanted money, I wouldn't choose Christianity. Yeah. If I if I wanted success and fulfillment, I wouldn't choose Christianity. But if I wanted to uh, uh, know Jesus or know who my creator is, well, I would choose Christianity, but that would come at a great cost to me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, that's what I think is interesting is that I actually heard someone frame it this way with, you know, the symbol of Christianity is the cross. 
right? And we, we take it for suffering. granted. Yeah. yeah, like it's it just this, this nice thing you can pin on your car or you put put up on the wall. Um, but if like Jesus were to have been um, crucified today, or not crucified, but had been um, executed executed today, our symbol would be the lethal uh, lethal injection, like the chair for electric lethal injection chair, or the yeah. electric chair. And how many people is that going to draw in to your religion if that's your symbol? And yet that's what it is. That's what it was back then. That's what it was back then. So it speaks to how powerful Christianity is because when it doesn't a torture device is the symbol. Man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then you look at all the other religions and the way they portray yeah. their gods, like the way they portray Buddha and, and the depictions of, you know, like Confucius, the teacher. And then like, uh, you know, all the Hindu gods, they're always like elevated in heaven, halos mm-hmm. around their heads. And then you look at Jesus and we always portray him on the cross, suffering and pain and uh, self-denial Mm-hmm. It's like wow, that that's that really pretty speaks. crazy. Yeah, we've taken that for granted for sure. Yeah, and now it's like people like tattoo it on their arms, and you have like shirts that are all like embroidered with yeah. cross, and like not like not recognizing the significance of what it actually means, you know? Yeah. No, and not really s- making the sacrifices themselves, you know? Yeah. Like I'm kind of just done with excuses. I'm done with. You know, namely people in my generation who just continue to lower the bar. You know, it's like, oh, well, I, I don't know if I can attain that level. So, but I think it's okay. I think Jesus is okay with this level. And then after a while, you won't be able to reach that bar. So you keep lowering the bar until you just, until your bar is the equal height as everybody else's. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I mean I didn't have anything to add to that, but I mean, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. But like, I mean, it, it ties in with like the work ethic stuff and just yeah, it all being able to sure. um, or or there's like a a line that people use in the military where it's like embrace the suck. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy. So I, I mean, so take this with a grain of salt, okay? Yeah. The guy, he's I mean, he's got a rowdy mouth and he's got uses a lot of language unfortunately uh-huh. but his name is david goggins okay and essentially he just tells a story you know about he was a navy seal and uh a marine and you know and he you know did all these things and he's kind of like the poster child of like pushing yourself mm-hmm. right um i mean he's done some amazing things physically um and you know and there's people that have like subjected themselves to like a month of this guy living with them and like they'll talk about like how it like changed their life forever because it changes your your viewpoint on what you're capable of you know what i mean and it kind of like he he literally pushes you to the breaking point Mm -hmm. like literally like that's what he's done for i mean he'll push himself every day to the point where like his legs will break or or to the point where like his body is like literally giving out and it's like he he and at one point he was the the fat guy on the couch eating eating donuts mm-hmm. and like he talks about that how he would run a quarter mile and cry because he couldn't make it past that and like and like but now you look at him and he's like such a beast but like it wasn't long ago that he was this complete other guy yeah but he just made up in his mind that he was willing to go further yeah you know what i mean and just push himself 
Um, and so like if that kind of mentality can be used to achieve something so great physically, why could that not be applied to something spiritually mm-hmm. or and or, uh, you know, uh, psychologically, you know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, physically and psychologically, they pretty much go hand in hand. But even academically um, or, or something like that, why could that not be applied? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the thing is, is a lot of times it, it is it hurts. Right. It's it costs something. Right. Like you were saying, it, it, it if it's something that you want, it's going to cost something, mm-hmm. you know, and that cost is is entirely. Whether that cost is too much or not, it totally depends on you. Mm-hmm. You know, are, do you think it's worth it or not? Mm-hmm. The, and, and that value is entirely determined by you. How valuable do you think it is to be able to be a thinker? How valuable do you think it is to to be? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody that can clearly and distinctly have an opinion on something that is very important. You know what I'm saying? And and or do be able to do something physically and or be able to do something or, or get to a certain level in your relationship with God and be willing to make that cost because it's worth it to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it can be applied to multiple multiple areas, but... That the, I guess the quote unquote embrace the suck, you know, is something I heard, you know, from my brothers and my brother being in the the police department and then my other brother being in the Marines and stuff like that. Like, I heard it a lot, you know, and and I embraced the suck at my job, I guess you could say. (laughs) But like, you know what I mean? Like, it it just depends. It's it's all it's all subjective, you know. And I think it's a principle that is not talked about enough. And I think. It, it's most prominent in Christianity. I think that's why it's such a. You see a lot of Christians succeed because if they really adhere to the the tenets of the Bible, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that's it's always encouraged is like yeah. going through discomfort you and learning. Be no strangers to adversity at you, all. Yeah, exactly. so we're like ahead of the game. Yeah, and and you know what was so funny is like at my work, um, they started using this phrasing um, that's taught in like leadership. Um, manuals and stuff now where they use the term servant leaders yeah yeah and it's like i know the origin of that i, I know that, where that comes from i learned from. that in sunday school when yeah I was we seven. learned yeah. that in like youth you yeah. know <laughs> you know and they feel like they've come across some like you know untapped. golden nugget of, yeah. of information well yeah. they did yeah you know i'm not going to judge them for finding the golden nugget after i did yeah i'm just going to like hey you found it too nice yeah you know, but I, I just thought it was hilarious, you know, because we have these um, uh, these screens that are on rotation all over our office. And it's just like announcements and message board message. Yeah, basically a message board. And then one of them is like, here's your your offices and uh, servant leaders. And it's our managers. Right. But they wanted us to recognize that they're servant leaders as if just like saying that means makes them makes them, you know, truly servant leaders um, to re. Uh, program us employees like oh wow they do so much for us that's a different subject <laughs> but anyways um Ooh, i felt something there yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah i just think it's interesting that the business world thinks they like stumbled upon something and it's like no it's like yeah i think i think what's more interesting not not so much that you know we're judging them because they found it after us but I think because they'll be they'll be the first ones to quickly write off us trying to show them scripture and, and how that those principles can apply to us in, in many different mm-hmm. areas. 
but at the same time, they're taking principles that are from the Bible mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and applying them and feeling like they found some great, you know, mm-hmm. wealth, which, again, you're right, it they did. But it, it, at the same time, it's like they're the same people that would quickly write it off, you know, and, and say, like, oh, it's, it's scripture. That's, you know, I, I'm not into the religious thing. But, like, they don't realize that, you know, aside from the religious aspect of it, I mean, and even the spiritual aspect of it, there's so many things that you can learn from Scripture just in, like, principles and stuff. And if you ever, like, read, like, Proverbs and all that stuff, you're like, you'd be blown away. You yeah. know what I mean? does not pull any punches. Yeah. No, it doesn't. It's like, if you're lazy, like, you're evil. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or if you don't provide for your family, you're an infidel. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's the o- that's that's the one time that word is used in the Bible, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it's such strong connotation. It's not like mild or anything. It's just like yeah. you are straight up an infidel, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, there's no tolerating. I it. need that version of the Bible. You're straight up an infidel. Straight dude. up. Straight up infidel. infidel yo. Straight up, dude. <laughs> dude. You just trash. <laughs> Where'd you go? <laughs> Get dirted on, right? Yeah. Get <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's so true, man. And um I I wanted to bring this up too uh, on how like we frame the future for young people. There's this whole movement in social media <laughs> where I think, I think we're boring the ladies here. Uh, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think we're about an hour past them being bored. Yeah. <laughs> We have run, wow, can you believe it, like two hours at this point? No, no, finish your thought, though. All right, well, I'll, I'll just say this real quickly. There's you could always have me back. Yeah. We're going to go for part two. <laughs> but just to, 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 to kind of like end the point, I guess, on um, this whole, the way we frame the future, um, people on in the Internet and social media, they frame it like you need to work hard, right? Like they've, they've stumbled upon this wealth of knowledge like work hard and you know um what's that what's it called uh hustle right Mm -hmm. hustle hard hashtag hustle for life and so they've 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 got this mentality where like they're gonna hustle and they got that second job and all that um and then they criticize people for not achieving quote-unquote their dreams because they're not hustling hard enough Mm -hmm. right and it's like what you're skipping uh, it, all, to get to that point is like all the quote unquote hustle you're doing to get to where you've gotten and then what have you actually even gotten right because <laughs> your hustle is like a Ferrari picture on, a, on an Instagram post it's like that's not something that I want to attain like that's right. kind of uh, superficial shallow yeah it's shallow it's superficial and it's like okay so I've missed out on my dream quote unquote because I don't have a Ferrari yeah you know what I mean and it's sad because so many people eat that up and they consume it and they're like, I haven't measured up because I don't have right. that Ferrari. And it's like, you've missed the whole point of that principle of working hard entirely. Right. And that's part of the reason why our culture is crumbling because they can only see as far as, you know, the next magazine ad and trying to get that thing. Right. So anyway, that's all I wanted to throw in. Solid, bro. Solid. 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 All right. Well, I guess we'll end it here. Is that some all right? Yeah. 
Or Zach, do you think you can go for like another? Oh, I can go, dude? bro. Yeah, dude. I'm just saying, bro. Anytime y'all want to have me back, bro, I'm so down for the two hours. Yeah. No Part two is coming. It's amazing. No, no, you're 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 one of the you're you're gonna be one of the cores. We're gonna start. We're gonna bring back like the, like the core people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, thank you guys for having me on. I mean, yeah. I know we're we're close friends and stuff, but it's it's awesome. It's something I definitely look forward to doing and stuff. I. I I'm definitely a believer in conversation and, and stuff, and, and it's something that's important to me. And, you know, even though my wife is over here, like, crashed out of sleep right now, she did. <laughs> it's something that is, is really, like, yeah. it's a part of me. It's, a, it's part of who I am. And it's something that we've done, you know, like, our whole lives. Dude, we would sit in your, like, Impala yeah. in the driveway at your yeah. house. Because I'm a G. Cause that's <laughs> yeah. 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 Impala. And he, we would just be like... You know, Zach would be like, "Hey, you ever thought about like, you know, why are we even here?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like have like what deep, is life? Yeah, yeah. deep philosophical yeah. questions at like the age of twelve. Yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> and and like that. The thing is, is like that's always been who we are, you know. Yeah. And so it's it's fun to be able to put that out there and and maybe share that with somebody that that would have the yeah. maybe the same excitement or maybe haven't haven't got to experience that yet, and mm-hmm. you know would would find some value in that. Maybe so start conversations of their own with with their own friends and stuff like that you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i think that would be like something cool to be able to to come across you know you know and hear from somebody younger even somebody our age or older and then mm-hmm. find out like hey we listened to y'all's podcast and it, it made me want to ask my friends some questions you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and yeah. it and it led us to a two-hour conversation you know like that that would be something that's cool like regardless of what yeah. was accomplished in the conversation just like having that kind of yeah. being able to get past the surface level mm-hmm. of conversation is so valuable, you know, and, yeah, I, and I think yeah. this is what that achieves. So yeah, I, I was really actually, I was actually messaged by a listener one time and like, Hey, like I'm in the same situation and I'm glad you talked about that, you know? And yeah, and that's pretty rewarding. Man. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, of course we're going to have you on again. Uh, but we wanted to commemorate because we started May last year. May of last year, and we've been like really busy. We've had to put this episode off like so many times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially yeah. Uh, like Father's Day, yeah. uh, Memorial Day, or uh, just all the everything was like yeah, a bunch of stuff happened. A lot going Birthdays, on. graduations. Yeah, yeah, your weddings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a big, s- big thing. Is Nat talking about us being old? My younger brother graduated high school and is going to college now. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. It's bizarre. So, but. And it, it was a, a absolute pleasure, man, having you on again. Yeah, all man. right. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Yeah.